welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 53 and part of our multifamily brief series. Before we get into the content of today's show, I just want to let everybody know that we now have an Instagram account. So check us out. Follow us there. The handle is Diary of an Apartment Investor. Yeah, I know. I know. Real creative name. I get it. Diary of an Apartment Investor. Underscores in between every word. Really, really simple to find. So look us up there and follow us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what episodes you like and what more you want to see. Now, speaking of social media, if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, you may have seen that we recently closed on an 82-unit apartment community just a few miles away from Clemson University in the city of Central South Carolina. When I say recently, I mean Monday. This episode is going to air on November 4th, which is a Wednesday. It was Monday, November 2nd that we closed on the property. So today I thought I'd talk a little bit about this deal. Now, maybe in the coming weeks, I'll bring our acquisitions manager on the show to do a deep dive into the deal. If you'd like to hear something like that, drop us a line on our Instagram account. So let me tell you first about the broker that brought us this deal. About two years ago, as I was beginning my journey into multifamily real estate, I decided to take a huge leap of faith. I took a week off of work, jumped in my car, and drove eight hours from D.C. to South Carolina to tour as many properties and meet as many brokers as I could in a single week. The week prior to the trip, I did countless Google searches for commercial brokers that specialize in multifamily and cold called every single one of them. Now, the broker that brought us the Clemson deal was one of those brokers that I cold called. I called and I asked if I could buy him coffee or lunch. He politely declined and said, I get about 20 calls like this every week from people who want to get into the multifamily space. If I met with every single one of them for coffee or lunch, I wouldn't have time left to focus on the activities that bring me the highest returns. Now, he also explained that he doesn't focus on buyers, but instead he focuses on building relationships with owners because owners will eventually sell the properties and owners are typically buyers as well. Now, analyzing the power of what he said, well, that's a lesson for a different day. But six months later... I was back in Greenville with my partners. This time, one of the professionals in the lending industry and a very well-respected person in in Greenville sent the broker an introductory email on our behalf, and he agreed to meet with us. We hadn't quite closed on our first deal yet, so we weren't exactly owners, but the referral was enough to get us through the door and start a relationship with them. So now let's talk a little bit about this property we closed on. This particular property is 82 units. It has 52 bedroom, one bath townhomes and 32-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath townhomes. It's just under three miles away from Clemson University on the main thoroughfare that connects Clemson to Greenville, South Carolina, which is in the middle of upstate South Carolina, which is an area that, oh, by the way, we're very bullish on. Now, Clemson University by itself is growing and is forecasted to continue to grow by 2% every year over the next 10 years. Now, the previous owner had purchased this property with the intent to bulldoze it and build Class A student housing on the lot. However, shortly after they purchased it, the county put a moratorium on new development due to the insufficiency of the area's utility system. The owners held the property for a few years, and when it was clear they wouldn't be able to develop, they decided to sell, 
which benefited us greatly. They never wanted to be in the landlording business, so they were motivated to sell. And incidentally, we got a pretty good price of $3.5 million, or about $42,000 a door. We put an offer in on the property right around the 1st of March this year. And as usual, a seller countered and we negotiated a price that we were both happy with. We were in the contract negotiation phase when the world shut down for COVID and the bridge lending market essentially dried up. Now, we agreed with the owner to put everything on hold and pick it back up when lending opened again and would be able to actually close on the property. So when the lending markets opened back up again, we re-engaged with the seller and picked up right where we left off. Now, a little bit more about the property. You know, we mentioned that the seller never really wanted to be into the apartment business. He wanted to be in the development business. So we inherited a property with a significant amount of deferred maintenance. Now, to counter that, we have about a $1.2 million renovation budget to account for all the fixes and upgrades we are going to do. We spend, plan to spend about half of that on the exteriors and the plumbing, and the other half on the interiors. Now, along with the facelifts, we're also going to rebrand the property. It was formerly known as Heatherwood Apartments, but it's now going to be known as 100 Regency at Clemson. Now, since lending is such a big deal, let's talk a little bit about that too. You know, we got a bridge loan from a bank that we've worked with in the past. You know, best part is, is the bank is going to fund a good portion of the renovations via a line of credit. Overall, we got 75% of the purchase price plus renovations at a fixed 4.5 interest rate for a five-year term. Now, our bread and butter is a syndication model. So we did raise money from people who want to earn high returns in real estate and gave them shares in the company formed to hold the asset. We raised a total of $1.5 million, and it took us about a week to be fully subscribed with this deal. Now, let's see. What else? You know, in our last multifamily brief episode, which was a week ago today, we talked about conservative underwriting and how to be conservative in your underwriting. Well, understanding the COVID environment that we're in, we wanted to be extremely cautious with this deal. So in our analysis, we assumed that the vacancy rate plus the bad debt would amount to roughly 25% of our first year's income. Now, even in the COVID environment, the market vacancy rate is still less than 10%, and collections are still remaining fairly strong. Yet we are still assuming a 25% vacancy rate or economic vacancy rate over the entire first year and a 15% vacancy rate. Once again, economic vacancy rate, so we're wrapping the actual vacancy plus the bad debt and concessions into year two. Another thing that we're quite proud of is we estimated we'd be able to sell it for $6.2 million after our four-year hold. The appraiser came back with his estimate of a post-renovation price at a whopping $6.7 million. So our numbers work well with significant buffer for first-year income and for the final sales price. Oh, and we have about $100,000 of wiggle room in our CapEx budget too. Well, we're about out of time. After all, these are the multifamily briefs and not the multifamily longs, so... We'll wrap up the episode with this and stay tuned Friday for our next Ask the Expert episode where we bring one of our mentors, Drew Whitson, and aspiring investor Joe Belady on the line with us. Hey everybody, before we go today, I just wanted to bring your attention to a free ebook that we have on our website available to everybody. The website is fouroakscapital.com. And what this free ebook is, is it's a comparison between investing in multifamily and investing in the stock market. You know, it shows you actual returns had you put $100,000 into the stock market 20 years ago compared to the typical multifamily syndication investment. And 
you know, I'm not going to give away the, the punchline here, but you're going to be surprised at the results. Uh, ever wonder how to explain this to other people who are on the fence on investing, or if you're on the fence on investing yourself, okay, this is the, the perfect ebook for you. It should be right at the top when you go to the website. You know, it, download it. It's free. Look it over. Share it with your friends. Anyway, that's it for today, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.